0: with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show and online at GrillNationShow.com.
1: Welcome your host of Grill Nation, always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to the Grill Nation Show. I'm your host Jason Grill. Thanks for joining me today on 980 AM and if you're listening via iTunes and podcast, we greatly appreciate it appreciate you also checking out and joining us if you're joining us online at grillnationshow.com. I want to thank our partners and supporters of the show before we get to our show today. It's going to be a great show. We're talking all things Launch KC. Um, first off, let's thank our title sponsors of the show, Trust, MoBank and BOK Financial, and two West Advisors and Ryan Rink. Contributors of the Grill Nation show include the Kansas City Area Development Council and Tim Cowden. That's the KC ADC. Uh, Port Casey and John Stevens joins me every once in a while, quarterly, uh, bi-monthly. Great guy. Was on a few weeks ago. Really want to thank Port Casey and John Stevens. And Brian Sarf from True Wealth and Company is a guest host and honor contributor. Thank you to our sponsors, uh, supporters, and partners. The website at Grill Nation show lists all those with links to their businesses if you have any questions about them also want to thank our guests today for coming in. Um, They are from Launch KC. We're going to learn all about all the new things that are going on over there. They have some exciting announcements to make. So I want to welcome in our two guests for today's show. Uh, We have Don Peterson and Drew Solomon. Welcome to the show, guys. How are you?
0: Oh, great. Thanks for having us. It's great to have you guys.
1: First off, let's start with Drew. Uh, Introduce yourself and your role at the EDC and Launch KC, and then we're going to learn all about Don Peterson and his entrepreneurial journey as well
2: absolutely uh drew solomon uh, senior vice president for business development at the economic development corporation in kansas city missouri Uh, also serves as the chairperson for the launch KC program
1: very good sir don
2: you're an entrepreneur right
1: (laughs) at heart
0: that's the rumor (laughs) i i try not to live up to those kind of rumors frankly i i really never use that term to describe myself and i don't know why um Maybe because I just think about the business. Uh, but anyway, um Don Peterson. So I started um, a couple of different companies here in Kansas City after I moved here. Now, almost 30 years ago from California and um, came here really to raise the kids mm-hmm. and uh, started a tech company called Desk Station Technology back in 1990. Funded it with about seven or eight million dollars from uh, VCs in California. Brought that here, ran it for 10 years, had a gas doing it. Um, I mean, it was it was more fun you could have with your clothes on. I mean, it was really just fantastic. Um, and then um, took about a 16 year break. That's a long break. It was a long break, but I'll tell you <laughs> what, it was really hard. And, and and I think anybody who's been through that journey realizes how taxing it really can be. Um, but, you know, when you've done something successful, people always ask you, what are you going to do next? What are you going to do next? And as much as I wanted to do something next, I didn't know what really to do and so Mm -hmm. 16 years later I started an infusion company so we did uh, intravenous drug therapy for folks with chronic diseases and that company was called Infusion Express or still is actually and um, started that in 2013 uh, began expanding around the country in 2000 late 2015 and um, covered the East Coast and West Coast by the end of 2017 uh, at that point, uh, McKesson Ventures, uh, McKesson's probably the largest healthcare company in the U.S., mm-hmm. um, like number two or three on the Fortune 500 list. So when they call and they ask you if you need a financial partner, you, well, you kind of listen. You listen, yeah. And, uh, so about the, you know, six or eight months later, um, they had taken controlling interest and I decided that it was probably time for me to depart and let the, um, the McKesson, uh, regime take over and do their thing. And so, uh, June of 18, I retired, effectively, and then about six months later, my friend Drew Solomon and I were having lunch, and he said, you know, we're going to do this accelerator thing in healthcare, would you be interested? And I thought, gee, what a great reason not to be retired. Right, Um, right. You know, so I I agreed to get involved, and um, here we are today because of that. Yeah, right, and so how did you guys two meet uh, initially? Well, Drew and I met, I think, when launch actually started, right? And back
2: when we were 11? Yeah, back back when we were – Don and I first met back just after the Google Fiber announcement when yeah. folks in Kansas City were all starting to get together and, uh, and talk about what could be and, um, you know, just pure serendipity that, uh-huh. that we connected
1: for sure. And launch KC uh, started in what year?
2: Well, in earnest, I will tell you the competition started in 2014. We're in our fifth full year of um, running the program. Mm-hmm. Um, the concept, though, dates all the way back to early 2012 with um, our current sitting mayor Sly James and his announcement. Uh, was it that, that long ago? It's been a I was long, at that, I was at that press conference. Yeah, on the rooftop of Barclay. It was that, that was long ago? 2012? 2012. 2012. We started. Uh, we started. Oh man, seven working, years working to create programming uh identify opportunities or gaps in the uh you know gaps in the current ecosystem if you will that that we thought we could tangibly find solutions for and uh after after a couple of years we did realize that um you know commercialization of new ventures um the opportunity for the civic community both public and private uh to do more to um aid and support um and encourage entrepreneurship in Kansas City uh and new ventures was was something that we thought we could tangibly impact and so you know, fast forward to today, we've uh, funded 38 different companies uh, through the competition. Uh, those companies have raised over 50 million dollars in follow-on capital, a um, few hundred jobs that have been created as well, and um, continue to grow. And you read about them uh, in the news media every day. Some of the most notable startups in Kansas City are, are former Launch Grant winners. LaunchKC.org dot
1: org is the website. They're on Twitter as well at uh, Launch underscore KC. And so, Don, did you kind of uh, chart this progress at Launch KC, or was it uh, Drew just updating you throughout the years? Were you involved at all? Or, and we'll get into kind of your involvement in the next segment with the new venture and, and everything going on. But had you, had you known about Launch KC?
0: Yeah, actually, uh, Drew had asked me through my friend Wayne Threet. I think you, you know Wayne. Yes. Wayne came to me and said, look, this new program that the city EDC is doing, Launch KC, they're looking for a committee to help find ways to bring more venture capital to Kansas City. And um, Wayne and I had both been involved with venture capital firms for the businesses we'd been in. And so um, I said, well, I'd be happy to be involved as long as it's only a committee of two. <laughs> it's, if it's any more than that, I probably won't be as much fun. And, and so Wayne got me involved, and I went to one of the early meetings that Drew put on. And I remember sitting at the Hotel Phillips with Drew and Mark DeSalvo from um, Semaphore Ventures from Boston and Wayne and I. And I said, you know, guys, as much as I really love doing this and I want to be a part of this mission, I have this business idea for an infusion center company. I think I'm going to go do that. And they, I literally, they were sitting there when I was just literally spawning the idea of starting the infusion, infusion company. Express. Yeah, wow. so it was really cool. Um, Very we cool. had that long history.
1: Uh, we got about a minute left in this segment, and then we're going to get into Launch KC in segment two. But uh, you mentioned you came from California yeah. to raise a family. What was that like? And because and a lot of people – Love California. You moved well, to Kansas City from California.
0: I I'm not saying I don't love it. Uh, <laughs> you know I I was you know I had a, I was a member of a sailing club and you know it was there were wonderful things about California. I mean really great weather and the beaches and you know it, it's just a beautiful place to to live and work. Uh, the dynamic you know the dynamic nature of the the culture out there, especially in the Silicon Valley area, is just infectious. It really absolutely is. I don't think I would have ever started my own company if I hadn't worked out there for a period of time. Mm-hmm. But I came here basically because I didn't want to raise my kids in that environment. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard on children. Um, you know, for professionals, it's fantastic. But when you have school aged children, it's really tough. And so my wife and I both being from the Midwest, we decided to come back here and uh, Kansas city welcomed us. And my kids are now in their late twenties and early thirties. And, as as Don, looks, sort of Don looks very
1: young, guys. If We'll we'll, spit, we'll put out a photo of him. He's, <laughs> he's not that old. He looks very young. Uh, you're listening to the Grill Nation show. We're with Drew Solomon and Don Peterson today talking Launch KC. Exciting announcements in our next segment. Thanks for joining us
2: today. The club isn't the best place to find the lovers of so the bar is where I go. Mm-hmm. Me and my friends sat at the table doing shots, tripping fast, and then we talk slow.
0: Come over and start up a conversation with just me, and trust me, I'll give it just now. It's my birthday. Uh. No, it's not. But I still look good, though.
1: Uh. Hello, and welcome back to The Grill Nation Show, 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast or at grillnationshow.com. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining me each and every week. I greatly appreciate it, and thanks for connecting with me on social media at... Jason Grill on Twitter and at Grill Nation Show. Just search for my name on all their social media platforms. Uh, love to hear from you, and I love when uh, the guests are engaged. We're talking to Don Peterson and Drew Solomon. Uh, exciting things happening with LaunchKC. The website is launchkc.org, and the Twitter handle is launch underscore kc uh, for those that are on Twitter. Don and Drew, we're talking about LaunchKC. Kind of a little bit about your backgrounds. Let's kind of let's talk about the transition. We we talked briefly about kind of all the companies you'd helped. Where are we today, and uh, and what's new? What's happening? I know there's all these great things happening. Let's go
2: through those uh, initially, Drew. Why don't you lead us off here? Absolutely, Jason. So um, I think a lot of folks know, but just to, to quick recap, you know, LaunchKC in the last four years has been an open global grants competition. Um, what that means is, is we were looking at companies from all industry segments, um, putting them through a competitive process, and then ultimately awarding the cash grants that, uh, that we did, as, as we mentioned, 38 companies, over $2 million, um, that had been granted, uh, in the Kansas City ecosystem here over the last four years. Uh, we learned a lot of lessons. I think a lot like entrepreneurship, you, uh, you get into business, you do the things that, um, do the things that you want to do. And then you realize that there's opportunities for improvement and ways to do more. And, uh, we very much, uh, the Downtown Council of Kansas City, um, great, great advocate for this, um, potential program, co-founder, if you will. Yeah. I saw,
1: I saw a presentation by them the other day and you guys were in there. So they are, they do work with you on that.
2: Yeah. They do. Absolutely. Downtown Council, uh, and the EDC, um, as, as essentially co-founders of, of the Launch KC program have been, um, have been instrumental in moving that forward. The thing I will tell you is, is we have, learned a lot over the the course of time. Uh, The thing that we really learned was we started to pattern recognize that there were certain industries that we tended to get a lot of applications in, Um, and they also tended to correlate with some strengths that we had in Kansas City uh, around um, existing corporate support um, and also the potential for for new technology and and new ventures. And so what we realized, and, and I ultimately kind of wrote a white paper to transition the model because a lot of people asked, well, we think Launch KC is pretty successful just as a open grants competition. Why why change that? You guys could continue to do the same and thing. And
1: Initially, they always are like, "What's going on?" You know, yeah. speculating. Yeah. They're doing this, and they're not yeah. successful. But you guys were successful. Yeah, we, 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 just were just actually, we were actually. We
2: saw a niche that you could approach. Yeah, we were. We were very successful with the competition. The thing we realized was we thought Kansas City deserved more, mm-hmm. and we thought we could do more. Uh, and the way we thought we could tangibly do more was to um, spread out and focus on particular industries. Which we've done now. We're now, um, you know, running three open competitions three, okay. um, for specific industries, and we're looking to continue to grow that. And actually, are um, working <clears throat> every day now to expand. You know, we hope one day we'll have seven or eight different verticals in a calendar year that will operate um, with this program. And so we now have uh, open competitions in fintech, and our partnership with MBKC Bank have one with um, Black and Beach in the um, clean tech and design engineering space. Uh, and we now obviously with our partners in New Terra Capital. Uh, have a great healthcare uh, opportunity as well that we are uh, that we're just now opening, and so um, the evolution for us was we like I said we thought we could do more, and focusing on in- industry allows our corporate community in Kansas City to become a little more involved uh, in a way that's impactful. And I think the other thing that it does it allows folks to not compare apples to oranges, if you will, um, in a competitive format. You know we have an opportunity to to look at the the best and brightest of applicants for these competitions now uh specifically in the industry and the focus that that we're looking to you know we're looking to ultimately solve problems with and So them. you mentioned 3, let's just briefly say those again. Um yeah, no, absolutely. Fintech, um clean tech, so you know, design engineering if you will, and then obviously healthcare. Okay. So Don Peterson, um you are
1: uh, involved with healthcare. Yes. First off, why? Why did you pick healthcare instead of tech as an entrepreneur? Um, what interests you about healthcare that I want to get into this partnership?
0: Well, I, I, the the convergence of healthcare and technology started probably about ten years ago. Um, obviously, the government saw a need to provide financial incentives for hospitals and others to adopt electronic health records, mm-hmm. hoping that by digitizing the records, that we'd be able to freely share those within the provider network, so that people's you know you didn't have to redo tests or redo imaging and things like that. So it was really Based on you know efficiency, which a lot of technology is – that's why you do technology is to mm-hmm. make it more efficient. Um, and so having come from the tech space and and realizing though that the industry itself, healthcare, was just literally resistant to any technological change. I mean it really just resisted any, any attempt to do that. And when the government has got to spend billions of dollars to bribe you to put the same software in, mm-hmm. that every other industry went out and got on their own because wow. they had to be more efficient to be more effective. When you have to do that with healthcare, you realize, oh my gosh, you know, people really don't want the change. They want to stay the same. Stasis is their um a lot of their uh, normal incumbency condition. there with right, what yeah, they're doing. Right, yeah. a lot of incumbency. And yeah. so I saw an opportunity to take what I knew about technology, apply it to the healthcare industry, but not from the outside in, but from the inside out. Mm-hmm. So I started Infusion Express really as a way to um forward what I believe the com- or the industry could do. From a um, efficiency perspective, and move the needle for patients, literally in our case with infusions, um, so that the patient experience would improve, and the data we would collect from that would then hopefully inform other industry players that yes, you can actually move the needle for patients right. in a positive way. Yeah. So that was technology really the technology intent- can
1: help. And so then you, uh, Drew mentioned you guys started talking about the uh, the health accelerator mm-hmm. as part of Launch KC. Um, take us through that and how that happened. I know there's some capital involved. Uh, Drew mentioned a company there. Uh, take us through that. I'm interested to see how this is all coming together to help yeah, entrepreneurs. It was,
0: it was really organic. I mean, in, in the in the sense that you know, Drew and I were meeting for lunch sometime around the first of the year or end of last year, and the fintech accelerator was going on or had just finished up. I think their cohort, and I was commenting to Drew how awesome I thought that was. It really was, and 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 Zach Pettit and those guys at. NBKC bank did an outstanding job with it. So he mentioned to me that, yeah, we're looking at doing one in healthcare sometime next year. Would you be, you know, maybe be interested in being involved? And I said, yeah, you know, to me, that would be an ideal way for me to sort of pay forward what I've been able to experience here. Uh, I want to, Sort of be that living, breathing example of yes, you can raise real capital here. I mean, we raised seven or eight million for Dust Station uh, in 2017. We closed a 15 million dollar investment for McKesson Ventures for Infusion Express. Um, so, you know, the fact that I did it and um, it can happen. In when Kansas when City. people said it couldn't yeah. happen, or what doesn't happen enough, or you know, doesn't happen at all, I I, I didn't want to prove people wrong. It's not that it's it shouldn't ever be easy right? It should always be hard, mm-hmm. but it can be done if you're doing the right things the right here. way. Yeah. yeah. Right here in Kansas city. And that's really, so this is an example for me in, in this, in this accelerator to be a part of doing that for other companies and sharing with them how I was able to progress in my businesses and how perhaps we can help them progress in theirs.
1: You mentioned the capital company. Take me through that. again. New Terra. New Terra. Yeah. Yeah. So not, um, not the, not the, uh, not the uh, the chocolate uh, peanut butter you can get in Italy, that's Nutella. No. This is <laughs> it's Nutera. Okay. Is, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's not as delicious, but it's really <laughs> worthwhile. Uh, um, Nutera has been, whether well, a Leewood based company here in Kansas City, and they've been in the healthcare space for a number of years. And Dan Tassett, their founder, is an outstanding guy, visionary in the sense that he understood how to move like surgery centers out of the hospital and into independent, freestanding ambulatory and um, surgery centers. And, um, so, about a couple of years ago, I think, and you, we could ask new Terra more details I, they formed a fund to invest in things sort of associated to or complementary to the businesses they 've been in for a long time mm-hmm. so um, when Drew asked me about this, I said, "Well, how are we funding it and we weren 't really certain about where those the source of funding was going to come from, but anyway, I was just having uh, a meeting with Clint Meyer at at New Terra just to kind of catch up. you know what are you up to? What are you doing next what, you know what 's going on?" And, um, I mentioned that I was considering doing this accelerator and he was like, well, I'd like to be involved. We'd like to be involved. How can we be involved? Nice. And we proposed a sponsorship to them and then, you know, for some five figure number, they came back and said, well, we were thinking about being even more involved in that.
1: Well, that never happens. that's positive for you guys, right? right?
0: We want to give you more money for (laughs) your project. (laughs) And so it was, it was like, okay, what, what did you have in mind? And then they sort of said, well, we'd like to be like the supporting investor in each of these cohort companies that you bring in and you know they would never done anything like this before they needed the template and the sort of professional you know um, experience that Launch KC had had with doing other accelerators so to me this was a perfect marriage of Launch KC and Nutera Capital that I could sort of help broker you know the execution of a great accelerator experience but then with the the, the professional experience that Launch had and of course the capital that Nutera could bring and mm-hmm. they're Focus on healthcare, so it really was just an outstanding confluence of opportunities. That's awesome.
1: Uh, Drew Solomon obviously is uh, is leading the launch KC effort. Um, talk to me about what a what a company uh, who applies for for this accelerator, the healthcare accelerator,
2: will get out of it. What 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 type of things will happen for them? No, ab- absolutely. And so, um, you know, specific to the uh, specific to the healthcare space, um, get a fifty thousand um, dollar cash award investment in the company. Um, the other thing is, is they'll get um, a plethora of resources from several partners: um, Full Scale um, Development, Hush Blackwell Law Firm, several other groups, plus the full complement of additional Launch Casey resources from all of our partners that we've developed and accumulated over the last five years as well. And so it's a, um, you know, the the dollar value of being participatory as a cohort company um, far exceeds just the cash um, that that goes in, and we've. Um, We've got some excellent uh, curriculum opportunities and things like that. And, you know, Jason, on that point, one thing I'd like to also mention, too, is, um, you know, a lot of people ask me, too, why EIRs? Why um, entrepreneurs and residents to to look at this? And, you know, for Launch KC, as we continue to grow, we realize that we need to get subject matter experts uh, and have an opportunity to um, really build programming around, um, folks who have done this stuff in the community who have kind of been there and done it mm-hmm. and can help navigate, guide, uh, educate and inform companies. And so we, um, we're we very proud to have this Entrepreneur in Residence function to be able to move um, be able to move that piece forward. We're going to get more into that after the break. Uh,
1: Drew Solomon and Don Peterson are here talking Launch KC. right this girl, we'll be right
2: back. And this girl no. off that piece like. la, la, la. lang
1: Welcome back to The Grill Nation Show. I'm Jason Grill. Thanks for listening today on 980 AM or on iTunes if you're listening via podcast or at grillnationshow.com where I will post photos of our guests today as well as links to all of our shows. You can see all of our guests and find out more information about our partners and supporters at grillnationshow.com. Joined today again by Don Peterson and Drew Solomon. We're talking about Launch KC. Their website is launchkc.org. And they're also on social media. Just search for Launch KC. Um, uh, Drew led us into that last segment talking about kind of the mutually beneficial relationships. and so not on top, not only on top of money and spaces and clients-based uh, service type model here. You're also sharing your expertise uh, as a, a thought leader, as a as someone who has done this before. Don, kind of how, talk about how you envision this happening with a lot of these entrepreneurs and startups when they get accepted into the program uh, as, as a healthcare leader and advocate.
0: I think that what I want to dispel is that every healthcare startup has to be technology based. It has to be about, you know, artificial intelligence or blockchain or these new underlying platforms that are complicated and but of course impactful if the complications were, you know, made more commercially available. Um you know, there are service businesses, there are, you know, software businesses and others that can actually move the needle for patients in a very positive way, move the needle for payer reform, payment reform. You know, if you look at a local company here, RX Saving Solutions, doing an outstanding job of helping navigate computer, or sorry, help, helping to navigate patients to the lowest cost source for a given drug. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's another company here in town uh, that's run by a nice lady, uh, Carissa Hutchinson, uh, Modern Health. And she's doing an app on how to coordinate care for patients with, you know, acute problems. Let's say you had a heart attack and you've got to, you know, go to the hospital. And then you've got to go to rehab and you've got to go to, you know, you got to get your regular exercise. You've got to change your diet, things like that. And so she's helping companies or she's helping patients to make those changes and to sort of manage their lives in a way that's going to be more help, healthful for them and And so, there are lots of things out there that can help change the consumer access to care, improve cost of care, and help insurance companies and providers, the doctors and nurses and others who provide health care to find more efficient, more effective, and less costly ways to take care of patients needs and So it's not all about deep technology, deep thinking, you know, AI and blockchain. Those are great talking points and great words to use. And in the long run will be technologies that will at some point be a part of the healthcare system, but not yet. Yeah. You mentioned
1: in a recent Kansas City Business Journal article, congrats on all your guys' press on the new, um, the new venture, but uh, you mentioned, uh, Uh, quoted as saying that a lot of the companies and some of those in this accelerator can make bite sized reforms in healthcare. It doesn't always require a disruptive technology. Sometimes it's a simple solution that improves the process.
0: Yeah. I think that healthcare being a, you know, three and a half trillion dollar business here in the U S is so large and unwieldy that if somebody said, gee, we need to change the system, that that change would be overwhelmingly large. So you hear politicians talk a lot about like medicare for all. Well, that's been hearing that a lot lately. Yeah, we hear <laughs> that a debate, lot, right? Yeah. And and you know, let's give medicare medical care to everybody, right? Illegal I mean everybody. And that's it's a great notion. There's nothing morally wrong with that position. It's just impractical. It's I mean, we already have a severe shortage of physicians and nurses and other allied health professionals. You throw another 20 million people or 50 million people onto the insurance rolls and say, well, we're going to give them the same care that the other people were getting. No, no, you're not. Yeah. No, you're not. Unless you find ways to be much more efficient with provider time, the, the outcome management that, you know, the payers want to pay for. And unless you're really, um, taking charge of the patient's behavior, So that people alter, you know, unhealthy lifestyles. You know, what are you going to do with somebody who's been smoking all their lives and, you know, not exercising and sitting on the couch eating pork rinds, and then they show up and need health care? Mm -hmm. Well, how do you pay for that? Who pays for that? So, is there? There's got to be patient accountability as well as everybody else has to be accountable. So, I think that there are some great things that seem small or minute, like infusions, right? Who would have thought that you could take. This business and turn it into a potentially a billion dollar company by simply changing the experience and lowering the cost by half that patients were paying at a hospital to get the same therapy. Mm-hmm. Nobody even, it never occurred to anybody.
1: So, Drew and, and Don, we're talking through the health accelerator now. It's going to be a new thing at LaunchKC. Check it out at launchkc.org. Um, the healthcare accelerator, excuse me. How does this work for people that want to get involved? And, and Don's talking about the mutually beneficial uh, process that he's going to bring to the table, but what happens next, and where are we at, and how do you apply? Is this a local, national, worldwide type thing?
2: What What, what is all involved in this process? Absolutely, Jason. So the um, same as old with regard to LaunchKC. They're obviously open application periods. Um, the, the healthcare accelerator application is actually open right now. Uh, it's going to be open for the next 45 days. At
1: roughly. launchkc.org and at uh, newterracom That is correct. Okay. Yep. And that's N-U-E-T-E-R. RRA.com, and LaunchKC.org.
2: We'll be accepting applications globally, uh, as we always do. Um, So not only Kansas City companies, but companies around the U.S. and around the world. Um, And we hope that we find and identify uh, great companies that uh, pass through the screening and judging of this to be a part of a cohort that that are local, national, and global. And so we're we're looking at at all levels for for uh, opportunities. When
1: would this begin for the people that are involved?
2: would uh, begin early fall.
1: Early fall and yep. uh, how many people are you looking to to take on? 5 companies, Jason. 5 companies. Okay, wow. So that's you're you're getting some really good time with Don Peterson over here, 5 companies <laughs> and all
0: these other assets? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, man, this is this is cool. I think the applications are actually open now. Yeah, right? they are. They're right? open now. Yep. And um, you know, we're we're telling people we're only taking the first 250 applications. So and in, you've had a lot
1: over the years. I think people should need to know that you've yeah, had have, hundreds had, of applications. We've had hundred, we
2: we average between 5 and 600 applications for for the previous competition years and, and like I said, yeah, we've received over over 2,000 applications to date for the program. So. Yeah. And so the reason so we're is five
1: doing people way, and potentially a, a limit of 250 for the healthcare accelerator.
0: Yeah. The reason we're doing it that way, Jason, is because people and I, I would be guilty of this too. Would wait till the you know eleven o'clock on the last night to submit their application. And what we have in our assembling are this incredible team of judges for these these applications. I was these applications. You get some good judges lined yeah, up. Yeah, and Absolutely. so what we're hoping is that because we set the limit at you know the first two hundred and fifty, that the good good applications will start coming in earlier, so that we can give them the proper due diligence, um, mm-hmm. so that you know it's really a thoughtful design when we do end up with the last five.
1: You guys are kind of taking the economic development model and putting it on its head for what normally a a group of the EDC or a downtown council would do, Drew. Um, Talk to us more about that and why you think that's a good way to advance technology and and, uh, venture capital and entrepreneurs and all these things happening in Kansas City. Why why is this kind of the new regime?
2: Oh, no, I think it's a great question, Jason. You know, I think economic development historically uh, has been about, uh, and rightfully so, and I will tell you to to no fault of the – of the industry or the nature has been acutely focused uh, a lot on how do you revitalize communities, how do you uh, build new brick and mortar structures, how do
1: you get people to move here with all their jobs, how do you get people to move here from the ground up, yeah, right? how do
2: you get people to move here and relocate? Yeah, I mean, economic development's roots are traced all the way back to recruiting textile mills from the north to the south, mm-hmm. um, and you know that is a, a you know eons ago in American history, but uh, there's so much more to it. And one of the things that you always look at in economic development as a whole, you know, how do you grow communities? How do you build communities? You know, we we talk a lot about, you know, where does economic development stem from or grow from? And the reality is um, new companies, new ventures uh, and revenue seeking opportunities that, that companies create, they create new payroll. You know, buildings don't create payroll checks. Companies do. Now, companies occupy buildings and they're very much uh, a part of a of a living, breathing ecosystem. But I think- Historically, economic development has focused a lot on real estate, the real estate development side uh, of, of kind of growing economies. And the reality is that's left a huge uh, deficit historically into how do we work directly with companies, provide them tangible benefits. I think we have for a long time have lamented, and I think rightfully so, these large-scale incentive packages and things like that that we put together for uh, for companies when in reality if we can help them at their, their smaller uh, levels – and at the next point where they really need to scale and grow, um, we can be much more efficient. And so we really, um, you know, the whole launch KC thesis is about helping high-growth ventures find access to not only capital but resources uh, early on, and at mm-hmm. the point in time that um, they can grow and sustain in a market like Kansas City uh, and thrive. And, and that is um, that's really the the point of differentiation in terms of economic development is we're now much more focused on the first mile. Uh, than we are the last mile. You know we're we're less focused right now on um, cutting the ribbon on a successful you know large scale project. Not that those are not important. We we want to bring those to Kansas City every day. Um, but we are we are much more focused now on being able to try to help entrepreneurs and the ideas that they're fostering be able to you know take root and grow and scale in our on our city. You guys are helping uh, with diversity
1: as well, right? With entrepreneurship, oh, yeah. minority, women owned entrepreneurs. Uh, you guys are doing that at Launch KC.
2: Uh, yeah, actually, so the E.DC is um, is working uh, on a strategic initiative called KCUP uh, in partnership with some national organizations like Opportunity Hub mm-hmm. uh, as well to uh, to address diversity and inclusion specifically uh, in entrepreneurship. You know a couple of things to think about with this. You know 20 percent of on, a, on average, 20 percent of GDP in this country is created by venture-backed entities. Uh, number one, number two, of that, less than one percent of those founders are firms of color. Um, and we start talking about wealth gaps and inequality and things like that. Um, one of the things that we have to do a much more pronounced job directly addressing is how to encourage entrepreneurship in our urban communities uh, as a pathway for wealth creation uh, and also new ventures and new opportunities. And so um, we have a long way to go um, here in Kansas City, um, and we we want to continue to push and thrive um, and and create change in that area as well. And so we'll have we'll have much more to much more to come on that, but that is. Um, this coming year that is one of the strategic priorities for the edc is to actually uh develop that that's awesome drew solomon
1: with me from the edc of kansas city and uh, drew, uh don peterson as well who is going to be kind of the head honcho at the Healthcare accelerator under launch KC, which was just announced uh recently there's all kinds of media stories on it also they're going to be having an event here on july 9th we'll get into more into that in the next segment you're listening to the grill nation show we're talking launch KC today thanks for joining us <laughs> uh oh, no. Welcome to the Grill Nation Show, 980 AM. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Appreciate you listening if you're listening on the radio or if you're listening on iTunes via podcast or online at grillnationshow.com. We're talking all things Launch KC today and their uh, new verticals that they've entered in the accelerator space, especially on the the announcement of their healthcare accelerator today with Drew Solomon from the EDC and Launch KC and Don Peterson, who's going to be leading the charge on the healthcare accelerator. Don, first question is for you in our final segment. What types of companies are you looking for to apply for the Healthcare Accelerator? Um, kind of discuss uh, what you're envisioning with the companies that, that apply.
0: We've um, decided, uh, Nutera and I, on three basic categories, and there'll be a lot of variability within those categories. But one is uh, consumerism, and that's a big word. Um, it, it, it simply means what are we going to do to make patients' lives and access to healthcare easier? better, cheaper, all the things related to how a consumer views the the healthcare system. Two is uh, payment reform. So what can we do? You know, everybody talks about value-based health and outcomes payments and, you know, things like that as opposed to fee-for-service, which is what we have now And they think that because it's fee-for-service, there's a perverse incentive for physicians to perform a lot more services so they can bill for a lot more fees. Um, that may or may not be true. And of course, in every industry, there are bad actors. But I think the the general physician is doing what he or she thinks is right for the patient and not trying to gig the system all the time. But anyway, that's kind of the attitude that politicians have about it, is that every provider that is out there to gig the system. So we're moving towards what The industry calls value-based health, which means simply that depending on how the patient feels about how their treatment is going and their disease progression or their condition will determine how a physician gets paid. And that's a big change, obviously, and it's going to be difficult to do because we don't do a lot of good outcomes research. Mm -hmm. So if I can't compare the outcomes I'm having with my peers as a physician or my hospital as an institution to other hospitals of like you know, stripes – It's really hard then to say, well, my outcomes are better than your outcomes or my outcomes are more favorable than your outcomes. So there's a lot of work yet to be done with the data we have. And so outcomes research will lead to better value-based care, which in the long run should lead to patient satisfaction with the price of whatever it is they're paying for. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the third category is, yes, these big technologies. How can we – how should we apply – artificial intelligence and predictive analytics and, you know, the kind of um, statistical processing that goes against the entire population or some population to lead to better treatment pathways for patients. And if we can get those technologies in place and blockchain is another one, you know, how do we access medical records securely and remotely instantly so that, you know, if I I don't know, code while I'm playing golf in San Diego and I live here in Kansas City and my physician's here, if they wheel me into the ER and I'm unconscious, they have access to know that I have a pacemaker or I have high blood pressure or I'm on these these medications so that they don't have to run all these various tests and everything uh, before they can actually start treating me. That's the truth.
1: You know, if, whenever you have to do a medical procedure, I feel like you're just filling out so much paperwork. Well, it's and, like a do-over. Different place. Right? Yeah. Every
0: time, it's like Groundhog Day every time you go to a physician. I mean, I don't know how many HIPAA forms you've signed, but yeah. I've signed hundreds of yeah. them. And I don't know who's keeping track of those, but wouldn't it be great if there was just a federated way of just signing one and then drop-down boxes with the doctors or the institutions? You Seems wanted to so give permission simple, right? To, right? They so should simple. do it. Yeah, right. yeah, right. yeah it's just But we crazy. don't. We don't. We do it on paper with clipboards and pencils. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. I literally do. And fax machines. <laughs> I'm serious. If there were no fax machines in healthcare, the industry would just shut down. <laughs> I would think that about
1: law law too many many years ago that was all people used. Yeah. LaunchKC.org. dot org. Drew, you've been in this for quite a while now. You guys have invested over two million, I think, as far as payments uh, or uh, investments in, in a lot of these companies that have gone through the the accelerator of fifty million and follow on capital. Uh, talk to us about kind of where you think we're at in Kansas City. I know you guys have a lot of longevity. Sometimes we see these accelerators come and go uh through other ventures, but you guys have been around and, and what are you noticing in Kansas City? Where are we at? I know people have always said we didn't have any capital here and we can't grow our businesses, but that seems to be changing a little bit. And is it still is it still progressing as far as building and starting a company here in Kansas City? And and what are
2: your thoughts on kind of the
1: progression of where we're
2: at as a as a community in the entrepreneurial I've, I've, space? No great question, Jason. I mean I will tell you um you know if you look back the last eight years uh and kind of flash forward if you will um, you know the current state of affairs is we're a lot better than where we were let's let first and foremost from two thousand eleven to two thousand nineteen uh Kansas City is demonstrably better uh, with regard to access to capital um, If you look at the number of funds that are here that weren't here five six seven eight years ago, um the real funding that has that that's translated to for companies um you know you think about the k c rise funds and um Royal Street Ventures and all of the wonderful groups, John Fine and what he's done with Firebrand. I mean, we've got so many new funds in market, and there's many more we're not even talking about, um, that have actually started to invest locally here in Kansas City. We've also caught the attention of some great national funds who have made wonderful investments in this uh, in this ecosystem as well. So I think our access to capital is much improved. Um, doesn't mean you don't need more. Doesn't mean there shouldn't be more. But uh, I think it's vastly improved from where we were in 2011. Uh, I think programming-wise, I think You know, if you think back about this, 2011, there was no digital sandbox. There was no launch KC. There was, you know, these programs that are helping commercialize new ventures that that are fantastic. There was no Sprint Accelerator for, you know, for for, for that. There was no Techstars. You know, all of these things have happened just in the last eight years. And I think we sometimes, I think we sometimes in Kansas City take for granted how far we've really come just in those last eight years. It's been, uh, it's been incredible, quite frankly. And we've had a, um, had a lot of wonderful success as a result. Um, lots of ventures who have, uh, who have really grown into, to peak employers. Nobody, you know, eight years ago, nobody really know, knew who Spring Venture Group was or Freight Quote or Pay It or Infusion Express, you know, these companies, RX Saving Solutions, Menlo ITC. I mean, all of these companies, you start to rattle these off. Um, we've had some incredible, uh, we've had some incredible strides. Mm-hmm. Still have a lot of work to do. I think our programs need to continue to get bigger and more robust. Uh, I think we need to do more to directly address diversity and inclusion, mm-hmm. um, not at the cost of stifling amazing ventures, but to know that the reality, the macroeconomic reality uh, is the fact that we will never see our production possibilities frontier uh, if we don't absolutely unearth every opportunity for new venture creation and, and help create those um, those opportunities for wealth and disadvantaged communities as well. And so I think, I think where we are, Right now, is is we're trending up, Mm -hmm. Um, but just like the the KC Rising data that the Chamber and Civic Council have so so thoughtfully put together, you know we still have a long way to go. And as much as we think we're doing a lot, we're really right now just keeping pace, Mm -hmm. and everything around us is still continuing to accelerate and grow. And so, if we want to truly, we want to truly compete, um, we have to figure out ways to continue to scale and grow, uh, not only our programming, but also the access to uh, all of our resources. And we've got a really Figure out as a community uh, what our priorities are and what we want to focus on. Because I think what we uh, what we also have learned over the last eight years is we can't do everything all at once. We have to have focus. We have to have priority, and um, we've got to understand what will get us the furthest, the fastest, is Kansas City.
1: So on that note, launchkc.org, dot org, dot com. You can you can apply for the healthcare uh, accelerator through LaunchKc Tons of different things, a $50,000 award, software development, legal services, the help of Don Peterson, um, and very mutually beneficial there, uh, with the programming. Uh, there's so many different things happening. People can do that online at launchkc.org at, or at, uh, newterra.com. Uh, Don, we're finishing the show here. Anything you want to add, uh, to everything going on? Any no, advice, I, any quick advice for any entrepreneurs out there?
0: Well, aside this, is a great honor for me to be a part of this, but yeah, a little bit of advice. I'd say that in healthcare, it's important that you swing for the fence, that you recognize that whatever it is you want to do, you can do, but it's going to be really, really hard um, to keep an average up over, you know, 250 or 300 uh, if you can, if you swing for the fence every time. But just remember, you know, swing for the fence, but you still got to play small ball. I like it. little singles and doubles, too, yeah. right there.
1: Mm-hmm. Drew Solomon, Launch KC, and Don Peterson. I really appreciate you coming on today's show, and good luck with the uh, the new program. Thank you. Thank you, Jason. You've been listening to the Grill Nation Show. We'll see you again next week. Have a good one, everyone, and take care. So just dance, dance,
0: dance, just dance.